Life is full of questions. It's full of twists and turns and complex issues to try to figure out. The last thing you need when planning your financial future is to have the same kind of confusion and complications. You don't need more questions, you need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, your local investor coach in Jackson and the surrounding areas. Each week, you'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make. We'll also educate you about the financial world and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So, let's get to the show. It's time for The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the program. This is The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor and founder at O'Brien & Associates, your local investor coach right here in West Tennessee. 855-51-COACH, that's your number to call to talk with Nathan about your own retirement journey and questions, investment questions, things of that nature. Uh, maybe you're a, a younger person uh, if you're checking out our radio program. He's also a local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey, so another great resource and an avenue that Nathan tries to help the community and uh, all-around good guy. Nathan, how are you, buddy? Doing great. Doing great. Excited about the show and had a good week and uh, I'm excited about the, getting this taken care of. I, I, we've got some great topics today that we're going to talk about. So uh, just looking forward to it, man. Well, he's excited, but it's not because he's just talking to me, although I am fairly excitable. <laughs> he, he's, he's excited because he gets to go fly a plane. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. that's right. I, I am excited about that. that yeah, I would so, be too. That's pretty cool. I, yeah, I mean, you yeah. got be honest with us. It's you know, it's radio. It's only like fifty thousand people in the area listening. So, are you ner <laughs> right. are you nervous? I am absolutely nervous. I love I love flying. I'm not really nervous of the flying part. I'm just nervous about uh, messing up. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and not doing not doing the right thing at the right time. Thank goodness for flight instructors, right? So that's <laughs> uh, that's the key. They can grab that uh, control and get you out of a situation if they need to. So from everything I've been looking at, it's uh, the the plane will fly itself if you just don't force it into the ground. <laughs> so, right. Right. We'll, so we'll see. <laughs> thank goodness for flight instructors. That's our quote <laughs> that's for right. the day, folks. That's right. Uh, we're I'm going to make that a hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag thank goodness for flight instructors. So yeah. obviously yeah. it sounds as though like Nathan is a bit of a risk taker. So I thought, well, you know what? That'll be our topic to get the uh, the show off the ground here. No pun intended. Or maybe Calculated it was. Calculated risk. Calculated risk. Okay. It has to be. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So let's get into our topic today, bud. Let's talk about risk takers. Okay. So a lot yeah. of what you do, obviously you see, you know, Risk is kind of like the forefront of most things when people come it in, is. right? Yeah, so it is. It drives it's on everybody's it, mind, right? It drives them one way or the other, whatever it is. So, what percentage, roughly, if you can tell me off the top of your head, of your clients consider themselves to be comfortable with their risk, and what maybe percentage consider themselves to be risk averse? Yeah, so I would say a hundred percent of them are comfortable with their risk. Okay, but but. With that caveat that, you know, we can help control their risk and help them understand the risk that they are taking with their allocation. So okay. there's no, there's really no way around risk. I, I don't right. care if you're investing in CDs or annuities or stocks or whatever, you still have some kind of risk. It's always just, as I mentioned earlier, it's just a calculated risk. So right. you want to make sure that you are taking the risk that you can handle that fits your time horizon and all of these things that you're trying to accomplish. But you know, my clients, I mean, we, we talk about risk all the time because that is the 
ultimate driver in their snap decisions, I would say, you know, and okay, that's where I they gotcha. get hurt. Yeah. That's where they get hurt. I mean, you think, you know, if, if fear is driving a decision, then, um, you know, if, if that risk is too high for that person or if they have been okay with that risk up until this time, then it's, you know, there's all kinds of different reasons why someone's risk level changes. Right. Um, and all, but, I mean, at this point, as of today, you know, at this second, all of my clients 100% are comfortable with the risk that they're taking that I know of. <laughs> okay. All right. So, then, so then, right. So then let me ask you that. But yeah. how often does their portfolio really match their feelings about risk? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And maybe this, I guess, maybe that's is a better way to. of saying prospective clients or people when you first come in to see them, that's probably that's a little right. bit more skewed. Yeah, it, it is. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it really always should match their risk, but in reality, it doesn't. Okay, almost everybody that sits in front of me says, "Hey, I can handle a five percent loss." Okay, but when you have, for example, a two hundred thousand dollar portfolio and you have a five percent decline in that, that's ten thousand dollars that you see your account go down, and that's not fun for anybody. No, okay, no. I don't care, you know, what your risk level is, if you're aggressive or conservative or whatever. Nobody likes to see that decline of five percent. So, yeah, I mean the the risk level matches their feeling most of the time but you never can tell what what's going on in someone's mind you know that happened at home or happened with right, the family right. or happened with you know with work or anything like that that can cause them to be a little more risk averse because you know if someone loses a job then they don't want to lose money in their portfolio also you know oh, of course um, right that's just the fear that that uh, drives that risky you know that risk conversation that we have a lot of times with people. Okay. So let's just assume for a second, Sarah. So for people who don't know how much risk they're taking, let's say somebody comes yeah. in, uh, they go, you're sitting down talking with them and you're like, okay, you know, how's, you know, how's your risk tolerance, blah, 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 blah. You start to get into it and they just like, I, I don't have a flipping clue, you know? So <laughs> right. how can we tell without, you know, without really having the training or the, or the information? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times people will say, you know, if as I'm kind of prompting them to give me a response on that, they'll say, well, I'm conservative or moderate or aggressive. Okay, so they kind of go with the basic yeah. buzzwords. Right, they'll say those things, but that really tells you nothing. You know, that tells me nothing as an advisor for them. And that's what, you know, I want you as a listener to make sure that you understand that. If you say you're conservative, that doesn't tell your advisor how much you could lose in a time frame. You know, I, I've seen conservative portfolios in 2008 that lost 40, 50 percent. Right. OK. Um, and I've seen aggressive that didn't lose that much. You know, they were just depending on what, you know, the advisor had it allocated in at that time. So it's it all comes down to understanding standard deviation, you know, and and the actual measurement of volatility. So, you know, that's that's how you can tell what risk you're taking. That helps people to be a little more confident because you can know with a 95% degree of certainty how much risk you're taking if you know standard deviation for the portfolio. But okay. advisors fail on that a lot. Okay. So, okay. So, because a lot of us will come in that because, again, we're using kind of layman's terms, right? We're going to just come yeah, in right. and say, right. like, you know, I'm conservative or I want to mm -hmm. be conservative. So, that's put right. me in stuff that's conservative. And yeah. that may not be yeah. what's the best for the retirement plan that you're putting no, together. True. You can still, I guess, honor their wishes, but you, you're going to construct it in a way that 
helps them get to their goals. Yeah, it, okay. it always comes down. You, you have to invest on time horizon and the goals that you're trying to accomplish. Okay. And, and then you factor in risk tolerance after that. But those two things have to be the first conversation that you have. And, and then, you know, if someone is conservative, but their time horizon is 20 years. Okay. Then in that case, they may not be in an aggressive allocation, which the time constraint would, would be okay for that okay. because they couldn't handle that. They may not sleep at night and Investing is all about peace of mind and comfort level and confidence. And so you don't want to necessarily just scare somebody out of the market by throwing them in the most aggressive thing because their time horizon is 20 years and they can they can handle that risk long term. That's not the solution. And I think that's what a lot of people end up making the mistake with. Okay. Um, is that they just they jump in, they take too much risk and it scares them and they never get back in the market, you know, and it just causes them to miss out on some good returns over time. Well, you're listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. We're talking about risk takers or risk taking uh, here on this section of the show as it pertains to uh, just you know your money and your retirement when you come in and how you're feeling about the, the level of risk that you're exposed to and how, that things, how those things are going to kind of correlate together within a retirement plan. If you've got questions or concerns about your own risk situation or you just really want to talk with someone who's been doing this for more than 15 years uh, here in the area, it's a great resource to tap into and ask your questions. Nathan's available to do so. 855-51-COACH. That's your number to call. 855-51-COACH. You can call that number and do a multitude of things, really. You can say, hey, I'd like to come in and have a conversation with Nathan about my own retirement plan or my own investing or strategies. Uh, you can also say, I'd just like to take advantage of the Retirement Rescue Toolkit and kind of get started with that. There's a lot of good stuff inside the box Nathan will send out to you. It's a, it's a physical box of items, uh, a book, a CD, uh, some reports, uh, the Investor Awareness Guide, a lot of good things you can tap into that way as well. So 855-51-COACH. That's your number to call, 855-51-COACH. We're going to take a quick break here on the show. We'll be back in just a moment or two and talk more about risk-taking with Nathan O'Brien. So don't go anywhere. Fishing is an art, and any fisherman worth his salt knows the proper tools to land a whopper. You wouldn't take a cane pole to catch a bass, and unless you're just looking for a tranquil day on the boat, you probably wouldn't use shrimp for bait on the lake. The same can be said of your retirement. There are all sorts of financial products out there, and it's important to know which ones are the right fit for you. A random jumble of investments won't do you much good in retirement. Work with an advisor who knows how to fish, who sees the art within. A well-crafted financial plan will go a long way toward making a successful retirement. Make sure you're putting the right tools in your portfolio. Get on the calendar today at O'Brien and Associates, 855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH. No cost or obligation to get started, so reach out right now, 855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH. Can't get those burning financial questions out of your head? Better keep listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. You're listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Mark Killian here is always uh, alongside Nathan for the program as we talk about the world of investing, finance, and retirement. Nathan, of course, registered investment advisor, chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as a local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey, and of course, the big dog, the big kahuna over there at <laughs> O'Brien and Associates. Uh, right. <laughs> whenever the employees have a problem, that's who they go to. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because he's, he's got such a That's massive funny. team over there of, of uh, him and his yeah, wife. Me, me and Tanya, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. Well, that's got to be rough when your employee's upset with you, your wife's upset yeah. with you. I know. It's it's a double whammy. That's You're right. You're just so, getting yeah. hammered just, on that one, aren't can't you? Can't escape it. That's right. So thank goodness I keep her happy 99.999% of the time. There you go. So. What a good fellow. What a good man. That's right. Well, if, uh, if you want just to. don't ask her. Yeah, just don't ask her. That's right. <laughs> that's true. Well, if you want to come in and talk with Nathan and the lovely Miss Tanya, 855-51-COACH is your number to call. In all seriousness, Nathan's been doing this for more than 15 years, so uh, definitely has a lot of uh, a lot of good information to offer you about your own financial and retirement situation. Just give him a call, 855-51-COACH. We were talking about risk takers, so we're going to get back into that with Nathan uh, when it comes to our retirement money. Nathan, why do so many people, why do we take these unnecessary risks? Is it lack of knowledge? Is it uh, making up for lost time? What's the deal? Yeah, I, I think for the most part, Mark, it's the lack of knowledge. They don't know that they are. Okay. Um, people for the most part don't know how diversified they are. They don't know what investments they hold for, you know, in reality in their 401k. And so when you look at, you know, a lot of people's mutual funds that they have, they, they may own five or 10 different mutual funds in their 401k. And that makes them think that they're diversified. Right. They think that they're confident, you know, or they can be confident because they are diversified. But, you know, just a quick test for you as as a listener to the show, just, you know, Google the mutual funds that you hold in your 401k and go to morningstar.com, uh, type in the, the name of the mutual fund that you hold. Okay. There's going to be something called the style box that'll pop up. Okay. And it okay. just shows you what you are investing in and it, it'll say large cap stocks or small caps or, you know, something like that. It'll tell you what that mutual fund is investing in. And I would almost guarantee because I've been doing this for a while. So I would almost guarantee that every single one of your holdings in your 401k are large cap stocks. So you've got a lot of mutual funds, maybe five or 10 or more that hold mostly the same stuff with a lot of overlap. Of them. Yeah. yeah. A lot of overlap. So it, it, just because you have 10 mutual funds doesn't mean you're diversified. People don't understand this. They think that since it's named something different, right. that it invests in something different. But that's not true. And and in a 401k, this happens all the time. So if that's the case for you, you know, make sure that you are diversifying because having all of your eggs in one basket, even if it's in different mutual funds, if it's still investing in the same asset class, Having all of your eggs in one basket is a lot of risk. You're betting that that's going to do the best oh, yeah. over time. Well, and you know, yeah. gra grandmama taught us that when we were little. Don't put them all yeah. in one basket. <laughs> that's right. Because inevitably you'll trip yeah. and break them all. <laughs> that's right. That's and right. I, that's and, what happens with and you know people too, so yeah. much. I, I tripped. You? Yeah, I tripped and broke all my eggs one time. I was so nice. upset. Yeah, yeah nice. Oh, it was not good. good. It was not a fun Easter. <laughs> I remember, I remember it really strong too. I think I was like seven or something. I was like, Meh. oh no. So, but anyway, so no, it's a great point because again, I think, so does that hold with like the target date funds? So for example, a lot of us will pick target date funds yeah. and then yeah. maybe we pick a couple of other funds and they're probably large cap. Yeah. Again, if you look at a target date fund, most target date funds focus very heavily. And I when I say heavily, I mean 75 to 80% of the fund is in large cap stocks. Okay. So it, it doesn't make sense to just do that. Buy some small caps. If that's even an option, that's the problem with 401ks is they don't typically give you a small cap investment option or an international. So do we need to be more like our, um, so, IRAs for that? Is that 
Yeah, I okay. mean that's that's a good option, uh, you know. But it's it's good to have it in your portfolio. Period. You know, I mean because if you just have one account, your four hundred one k out here that holds too much in one asset class, it's going to be a lot more volatile than something else. You know, so it's it's good to get a well rounded approach and talk to your not your advisor but your HR department with your work and you know say hey we need to add some of these other things. They they will consider that. So even if with your even if you're with a big company like. Uh, Procter and Gamble or Kellogg's or something like that. Right. They still will take your ideas and and factor that in. And you know, Kellogg's is locally. They have a they have a pretty good plan. You yeah. know, they've got some of that good diversification that a lot of four hundred one ks don't. Okay, so I know I can hear them right now. If you listen real close, you can see you can hear them. You can hear people <laughs> saying, "Okay, wait a minute, Nathan. Is there a way to significantly reduce this portfolio risk?" without necessarily reducing my opportunities to grow it. Because at the end of the day, everybody's yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I got to grow, I got to grow, I got to grow. Yeah, that's right. Well, let me ask you a question, Mark. Okay. Okay, so get a better return. You have to take more what? I would say more time. All right. So I, I'm wrong, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, you know, most people think if they're, if they're going to get a better return in the market, they have to take more risk. Oh, okay? yeah. Okay. I, so, I, I guess I was thinking yeah. you were going someplace other than risk. But, no, no, that's okay. fine. I mean, you know, that's, that's what most people think. And when I ask well, sure, that question. Yeah. A swing you know, for the fences. We talk right, about that all the time. Right. Okay. Right, yeah, that's right. So, you know, they're trying to get a better return, but right, they think okay. they have to take more risk. And that's not true. You know, we've been taught that. But you can use investment asset classes, investments that move differently. We've been talking about diversification the whole show. Right. Okay. And so if you Well for the last month really, add, but yeah. yeah. That's right. So when you when you add an investment that moves different from something else, it's called low correlation or negative correlation. So if you add that to your portfolio, it actually can increase your expected return and reduce your risk. Okay. So that's why it's so important to, again, not put all of your eggs in one basket, have some things that have dissimilar price movement. You don't want everything going the same way all the time. Different movement causes lower volatility and if you add the right things, it can increase your return. The right things being value stocks and small stocks and, you know, some things like that that you need to take advantage of. Emerging markets, again, is, is a good one. Don't focus on just small stocks or just right. emerging markets. It doesn't make sense there either. Diversify it right, but you can actually get a better return and reduce risk, and most people don't know you can. Well, I'm no farmer, but I mean, kind of the same thing I would think would be when they're rotating crops because a, you know, a, they do it yeah. for the soil and right. B for harvesting at different times. Right. They're not trying to get out there and harvest better everything, production. better production. Right. Yeah. So the same kind of concept there. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Cause some crops just drain the, the nutrients. Right. And they the got to rotate you know? them out. So and yeah, you want, true. you want the corn going at one time and this going, the wheat going at another time. And you know, so that you're constantly harvesting so that obviously you can sell right to the, right. You know, making the, the most that you can. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, so yeah. same kind of concept here. Well, we're talking about risk taking and risk takers uh, here on the financial answer, and I was I gave a horribly bad answer apparently a second ago, <laughs> no, but it's fine. I, I, I definitely tracked you're with the what first you're person in 15 years that has said that. So. Oh well, all right. Well, <laughs> you're I, unique. I'm we unique. all know what that. Can we yeah, do? we so, know that. Eight five five fifty one coach. That's your number to call if you'd like to talk with Nathan. And honestly, if you'd like to take advantage of uh, the toolkit, we're going to talk about here in a second. But before we get to that, I got one more question for you on the risk takers. So at the end of the day, layman's terms, most of us listening to the radio, even myself here on the radio with you, we don't do this every day. So how can right. someone like us know 
how much financial risk is appropriate for our own situation. Do we have to talk with someone? Is it obviously it's advisable, but it is, you know. it is advisable, but no, you don't have to. I mean, morningstar.com is a great website. It will tell you a lot of information. Sometimes you have to get a subscription to find out that information. Okay. So I'm not trying to, you know, I don't have any ties to Morningstar, but just, you know, check it out. But you know, one thing that you do have to know to understand the risk in your portfolio is you do have to know the standard deviation period. Uh, and so many, so many investors aren't aware of that. They don't even know that that's something that they should know. Okay. Um, that's but, very fair. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something you have to find out about the investments that you hold and your total portfolio as a whole. It is difficult to figure that stuff out on your own. You should have that conversation with your advisor. If you don't have an advisor, then I can you know, do an, what I call as an MRI, and we can do an analysis of your portfolio and just tell you what your risk level is and how you know what to expect uh, volatility-wise and return-wise. But that all comes down to Knowing that standard deviation, knowing the time horizon, knowing the goals that you're, you know, when you're trying to accomplish these things, it all factors in is based on knowing that standard deviation to make sure you know what your portfolio is doing and how much you can lose in a bad, you know, market condition. Because right. we never know when that's going to happen. No. And, and, you know, we were just talking before we went on air that, uh, you know, it's it's creeped back up over 26 this past yeah. week. Yeah, uh, out of the blue, right? Yeah, I mean, and it hasn't just, been there yeah. since February when it had that big right. dip. Uh, we think we were in the 26s then, and uh, at, at the time that you know you're hearing this, it may be totally different. So don't hold me to it because <laughs> it can move in you know five seconds. But the point being is, is it's been fairly. Um, I don't know, plateaued. I mean, it's been yeah, it's just it's been, just been weird. Volatile. It's volatile yeah. as all get yeah. out. It's like a waterbed. It has, you know, it's just yeah. kind of moving, 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 but it's yet at the same time, not really done anything. I, would, I think would the you trade say, stuff kicked it over, you know, yeah. uh, the, the trade stuff kicked it over when we got that deal worked out with Mexico, you know, and, and I think that's going to continue if we continue getting trade deals worked out. And it doesn't matter that it's, it doesn't matter if the deal is perfect, Okay, yeah. and that's the thing that a lot even of people even the tariff have thing, people worrying about the metal. Yeah, and, that, yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter if the deal is perfect to the market. All that matters is that there's some certainty. You yeah. know, so okay. companies can now figure out how to make money based on the laws that are in effect. You gotcha. know, right now there's too much up in the air, so they can't. They just they they don't know what to do. Right. And so once it gets worked out, then yeah, things are going to be even better. I think there's nothing really that's you know besides just the occasional you know, stupid idea or bad news that we see occasionally. Other than that, there's nothing really that causes that, you know, gives fear of a market decline. Well, would you consider the market still to be in its, uh, its bull run then? At this point, they, do they consider it still going on, I guess, at the 10-point thing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, I, and the thing is, I mean, we, everybody's looking for a prediction on that. When's no, the I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not asking yeah. when the bears come no. out. I'm just saying, even no, with I that mean, little blipping and, and what's been going on, it would still be kind of lumped in, right? <laughs> yeah, it would. And, I mean, I'm always bullish on the market because there's always a 70% chance the market's going to go up. When you look historically, the numbers just work out to 70-30, basically. It's a 70% chance it's going to go up any day, any time anywhere and so okay, we don't know where that top is going to be um, you know before it has another decline but we had a we had a 10 percent decline back in february march and so exactly you know it went down then that's a normal market that's decline. normal right yeah we had that we're so all experiencing we a bit good. of shell shock from the previous big one right <laughs> yeah, so everybody right. just thinks that everybody that's thinks right. that there's going to 
it has to be a big one every time, but it does actually do some of that all, no. that self correcting, and it doesn't have to be massive all the time. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've had some, we've had a couple of 10, 15 percent decline since two thousand eight. That's normal. That happens almost every year right. when we look back in the Dow or the S and P over the past hundred years. So it's very common. It's not something to scare you out of the market. And I would, you know, that's that's what this whole conversation has been about is risk and yeah. understanding that with your with your volatility with standard deviation just to help you stay disciplined that's what it comes to well you mentioned earlier the mri for people who aren't sure about the risk uh you can definitely get you come in and get the mri so i, I want to go ahead and let you mention about the investor awareness guide being another yeah. way that that can help them okay. with the risk stuff and of course that's inside the toolkit you can get an mri done or the toolkit by calling 855-51-COACH 855-51-COACH complimentary so what is in the investor awareness guide that's going to help yeah, so these are things that you should know about investing and just going through and making sure that you follow uh, the rules, the the truth about investing. And when I say truth, I'm just saying the academic research over the past 50, 60 years that has been done through the University of Chicago and Harvard and Yale, all these Nobel Prize winning, you know, all this Nobel Prize winning information that's out there will help you stay on track and help you get what you need. So the Investor Awareness Guide focuses on that, helps you avoid the stumbling blocks that a lot of people make mistakes in and helps you get on track with that. There's 20 questions at the end of that guide that I call the 20 must answer questions and they help you stay focused on what you need to know because we all know if we if we google the word mutual fund there's 45 billion articles that come up in two right. seconds so right. there's too much information out there for us to know and learn everything but there are things that you need to know this guide will help you stay on track with that if you if you'd like to get a copy of that just call us 855-51-COACH we can either email it to you or send it to you through the mail or both whatever you prefer just give us a call 855-51-COACH let us know that you would like the Investor Awareness Guide, and we'll get that out to you. Yep, and again, like I said, you can get that guide. You can get the toolkit. You can get on the calendar by calling 855-51-COACH. Get an MRI done as well. All of this is available to you. Reach out to Nathan O'Brien and get started. Your local investor coach here in the Hub City. This is The Financial Answer. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments and I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who'll look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that'll protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge, I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. Get started with your complimentary review at O'Brien and Associates at 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH. No cost or obligation to get started today. Call now, 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH. Hey, everybody, Mark Killian here, the host of The Financial Answer, reminding you not to forget, reach out for your Retirement Rescue Toolkit from Nathan O'Brien by texting the word RETIRE to 555-888. That's the word RETIRE to 555-888 on your smartphone. Don't forget, for your complimentary Retirement Rescue Toolkit, text RETIRE to 555-888 
or call 855-51-COACH. Stay tuned. There is more coming up on The Financial Answer. You've got questions. We've got answers. This is The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hey, you're back here with us on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor at O'Brien & Associates, not a doctor. Okay, so <laughs> we were right. laughing in the commercial break there that we were talking about the MRI. It is We didn't say financial or investment MRI, but we kind of assumed that everyone yeah. kind of knows since yeah. this is a financial show. Uh, but we thought <laughs> maybe it'd be best to say Nathan is not a doctor, can't no, do an right. actual MRI. It's kind of just a, a coined term to apply to uh, the, I guess, the review process that you go yeah, through. For yeah, just looking plan. deep down into your investment portfolio, just yeah. helping you in see what's inside. investment portfolio, right. not your liver. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's true, man. That's good. So that's really uh, good. as always, we try to have fun here on The Financial Answer. We try to offer informative information about the world of investing in finance and retirement alongside having some fun and keeping it a little friendly because we realize that the topic sometimes is not always everyone's cup of tea, but we know that there's, you know, just from the emails we get and just from, you know, the people that I know you see at church and various places in town and and me as well and stuff. It's just that people are curious and they're concerned because there's so much stigma. There's so many things. It's so funny in life. There's a couple of avenues that everyone knows we need to participate in, but yet (laughs) we get very scared of it. Like going to the dentist, you know, no one wants to go to the dentist, but you know, you need to, you know, and people, and and I hate to do that to you, Nathan, because this is your profession, but a financial advisor, people go, "Eh," but we know we really need one. And then then there's the trust factor on top of that, you know, where your dentist doesn't necessarily have that. So, you know, we've had just a lot of people in the news, a lot of advisors in the news through the years that have done stupid things um, and illegal things for their clients. And so, you know, I think all advisors out there that are trying to do the right thing for their clients, we all have to overcome that trust factor. And, you know, and that's why I always recommend people just, you know, go talk to two or three, somebody you're going to connect with, you know, and, and, you know, that, that they'll fit with your personality and they'll fit with your, you know, situation, what you're trying to accomplish. You know, I got to tell you a while back, we were talking about that and I made the comment that, uh, when you were talking about something similar with the trust factor, that people, you're also, but yes, I got that. But at the same time, you live and work in the same community. So right. it's like if you're yeah. not, you yeah. know, on the up and up, when you see somebody at Walmart, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not found good. Out pretty quick. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it has, someone actually wrote in and said, you know, based on that and said, well, Bertie Madoff lived in the community, yeah. but he lived yeah. in Manhattan. You yeah, know, he did. Uh, it was different. Eight and he million had investors people, all over the country. And he had people all over and, the country. Yeah, it's yeah, eight, all over the world. Yeah, actually, it's not, so. you know, it's not a small town little thing here. Right. Like, you know, yeah. and you've been doing this, you know, for 17, well, 15 years. I'm trying to age you. Uh, you've been doing this for 15 <laughs> plus years. And so I think it's important that, like you said, people do need to have that trust factor. And we've been saying right. this on the air for a, over a year now. Talk to one, talk to two, talk to three, whatever makes you feel comfortable. And then you'll find that right fit. It's yeah. all about that. You know, and, and, you know, Mark, I know you don't know, cause this, this happened 10, 15 years ago here, but we have, we've had a few advisors in this area that have you know, oh, really? were okay. advisors at one time or whatever, and they just did some things that weren't right. So, um, did not know illegal. That. Yeah. So illegal things that they did and, and it's always know, a bad them, apple, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So, again, still, even though it is that hometown feel, which is awesome, I love that. That's why we're here. But still, do your research. Make sure you know who you're working with and, you know, have have good conversations. And any time that an advisor is, you know, kind of being – I don't know, kind of sneaky about stuff or shady about stuff. Not just, I mean, just not telling you everything about it then, you know, and not answering your questions fully on things, then that should be just a red flag. I I think 99.9%, I would say to almost a hundred percent of the advisors around here are awesome guys. They, and, and women too, they do a fantastic job for their clients. So, you know, talk to them, interview them, see if it's good for you. If you can't find a good fit or, you know, talk to us as well. We'll, be glad to help you and and make sure that you're in the right direction well and, in the right and direction. i think most of us nowadays over the years we've all get savvier i think most of us have our bs meter on pretty <laughs> well right. and social media has helped us with that i think to some extent a lot of times so. people are but most people can sniff that out but yeah 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 because those kinds of nefarious guys do play on the people that don't have a very good bs meter so right yeah so. that's right and they play on the you know that want to get rich quick kind of thing yeah you know, usually the fear so, well yeah our right. little friends from the past several weeks fear on one shoulder greed on <laughs> the other right. so yeah. you know that's right they keep making their comeback so speaking of yeah. one and one here let's uh, let's play a little game for a couple minutes okay uh, now that yeah. we've kind of successfully gone off script but that's okay uh the producers are glaring at me but that's all right uh agree or disagree i want to play a little game show with you here if you will i'll break out my best pat sajak or chuck woolery or something like that and say uh, agree or disagree i'll give you some top Topics, you just tell me what you think. Okay. So uh, we'll go with some of the you know the basic stuff. We've compiled a list of a lot of you know things that we get in email questions over the last year, stuff like that when people write in. We just kind of threw some things together. Uh, you should always pay off the house as soon as possible, uh, as soon as you possibly can. Just period. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I disagree with that. I mean, okay. the the most important thing I think is uh, to to get debt free with everything except your house. Okay, okay. become debt free there, and then start saving toward retirement. And if you're, you know, if you're maxing out your four hundred one k and your retirement plans, if you're saving, you know, fifteen percent or more toward retirement at that point, then you can start working on the house. Okay, okay, um, that's fine. Do that, uh, but but don't make that the number one focus. I have a lot of people that uh, ask me that question and you know, they just, they want to get out of debt. It's a hot button. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It is. So they want to get out of debt and not have to worry about that house. But most people now have such a low interest rate on that mortgage that, you know, it's really almost free money if you factor in inflation over that time frame. So it's something that, you know, would necessarily, I would say, be the last thing that I would pay off um, and, you know, make sure that you're getting on retirement because it, it comes down to the time value of money. The longer you're contributing toward that retirement, the better it's going to be for you, the easier it's right. going to be to reach those goals. Okay. So we got to disagree on that one. And again, yeah. every situation yeah. is different, but and I think that's a pretty sound thought process there. Uh, agree or disagree, Nathan, individual bonds are better than bond funds. I disagree there too. Okay. Um, and I see a lot of individual bonds that investors hold. And right now is a, is a scary time for bonds because interest rates are going up. The Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. And so the value of bonds is going down. And so you may see individual or bond mutual funds, you may 
look at your statement and see that value going down. And that's that can be a liquidity problem with individual bonds. Okay. Yeah. And so mutual funds don't typically have that issue. They can, but they typically don't have that issue. So um, that's why I say I don't like individual bonds better than bond funds because of the liquidity issue that's there. Um, you're locked in and you know, it may be a longer term, higher risk than you understood. Right. And so every 1% increase in interest rates can lose a lot of money for you in that bond over time. So just be careful. With that. And, and remember my I, little rhyme, folks, if you need to, when rates are high, bonds die. And when rates are yeah, low, bonds that's grow. That's right. Yeah, so that's right. So I, I, just like I disagree. It. It makes with, me sound smart. That one. Yeah. yeah. You disagree no, with that good. one. Okay, good. Yeah. So agree or disagree is what we're doing. We're playing here on the uh, financial answer with Nathan O'Brien. Uh, nobody needs life insurance once they've retired, Nathan. <laughs> Agree or disagree? Yeah, I mean that—that's saying nobody there is is the caveat. So there are some people that need it definitely in that situation. I mean, if you have debt that you maybe you don't have the mortgage paid off since we were just talking about that, that's a good time to you know have a little life insurance in retirement or. You know, maybe you're just going to you plan on spending all of that nest egg during your lifetime and you want to leave the kids or grandkids something, then life insurance can do that. So, it, you know, there's a lot of advantages to life insurance. I do think it is something that is oversold out there in the market. So, you know, don't necessarily just go out there and buy it because you said heard me say it on the radio. But there are some situations where you need it. Right. OK, but there are other situations where you don't. So, again, it's it's a personal situation, what you're trying to accomplish. But to say that nobody needs it in retirement is wrong. And okay. I disagree with that. All right. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's all about the phrasing, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> George, George Carlin, the great comedian used to say, uh, it's all in yeah. the language. You got to listen to the subtleties oh, of the right. language to pull the things out. That's so right. uh, you're listening to the financial answer with Nathan O'Brien, 855-51-COACH. We are playing a little agree or disagree here with registered investment advisor, Nathan O'Brien. If you'd like to get yourself on the calendar for that financial MRI, I want to <laughs> accentuate the financial, <laughs> it's 855-51-COACH. Uh, come in and have a conversation. No cost or obligation to talk with Nathan about your own retirement journey. Uh, we talk a lot about the uh, the investor awareness guide and things of that nature. You can get all that stuff by calling the number. And also, it's all just a kind of an extenuation of the education that we try to provide between the show, the toolkit, uh, the consultation, and the classes that he does. And, of course, I know the last class went pretty well, and you're going to have another one yeah. coming up in October. So yeah. we're a little ways away from that, so we'll get to that later on. But, again, just reach out to Nathan. He's here in the community to help. 855-51-COACH. Back to our game of agree or disagree, sir. <laughs> it's better to have a fee-based advisor instead of a commission-based broker. Agree All or right, disagree? I'm going to shock you here. All right. Okay, I disagree with that. Really? In some situations. Okay. okay? So the idea here is that um, a lot of times commission-based brokers are – you know, they they sell your product, so they get a commission to sell that product. Okay, and so a, a lot of times, fee based advisors will say, "Well, we have no conflicts of interest." Okay, there's no conflict of interest in what we do because we just charge a flat management fee, no matter what you do. But there is a conflict of interest. Okay, the conflict is because. We want you to work with us, okay? We get that management fee if you work with us as an as an advisor, all right? So the, even if it's fee-based or commission-based, either one has the conflict of interest that that we as an advisor want you to work with us, okay? So when you're looking at that and looking at some conflicts of interest, a lot of 
me myself included. I mean, we get the big head sometimes that we are trying to be the best out there and we don't have conflicts of interest. Now, I am trying to be the best, but I do have conflicts of interest and I try to disclose those to all of my clients. There's a lot of talk out there now, I think, in the financial community between that. I'm not trying to bash commission-based brokers. They do fit in some situations. I like the fee-based advisor better because there is less of an incentive, but there is still an incentive there. Sure. So well, understand well, look, things. no one yeah. works for free. I mean, <laughs> that's right. you have to eat too. But, so. but I know it's just the, the registered investment advisor community, especially the fee-only community, which I am a fee-only advisor. I just see it so often. People say, you know, I don't have any conflicts of interest, and that's not true. Okay. You know, that well, is not you know, true. So. One of the reasons I love doing the show with you is you tell it like it is. I mean, <laughs> even when it's on yourself. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. And that's, that's the thing is everybody should understand who they're working with, you know, right, and exactly. understand those conflicts because it's there. And if you understand it, then you can make a better decision as an investor. When people are thinking about these things, it can be like, well, that's kind of why I just don't want to get involved. I'm not sure how to go and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. But again, at the same time, there's a, there's a, it's all about the value that you're receiving for the information that you're getting. So, you know, when you're having these, as we keep saying, when you're interviewing a couple people to talk to, because let's be honest, folks, um, I don't know about you personally, but I could, my deck needs to be remodeled. I've said this 40 times on the show if I said it (laughs) once and I'm not going to do it because I suck at building, you know, anything wood structure. It would work. I'm not great at it. So I I know that I have to turn to a professional. So when I do, I'm going to talk to a couple just like we do with getting quotes Mm -hmm. for our car repairs or whatever it might be. You're going to talk to somebody until you find the right fit. Now, a while back, I found a, a local guy to do some uh, construction work for me on my uh, on the recording studio that I use, and I did a great job. So my instinct is to turn to him first for the next project, yeah. but I'm still going to try to you know check a couple of other things, couple, yeah. just to be on the same side. And I think that's kind of maybe that's the point you're trying to make is that it is. every fit, every yeah. person's got the right fit. It comes down to the model that you need for you know, what you're trying to accomplish, the advisor that you need for what you're trying to accomplish. I think that there is less of a conflict if you talk to a fee only advisor, but there's still a conflict there. So, you know, talk to them, talk to, there's, two or three here in Jackson. There's also a lot of commission-based advisors here in Jackson. So uh, just be careful and be wary of the advisor that wears both hats, the commission advisor and the fee advisor, because you never know which hat they're wearing. And so you never know if they, you never know if they're going to do what's in your best interest or just what's suitable for you. And, you know, and they don't tell you that a lot of times. And so that's why, again, I say it's, it's better to work with a fee only advisor because you know, they're only wearing one hat or just a commission advisor because they're only wearing one hat at least you get some kind of straightforwardness there about how and, uh, well so kind of like uh kind of like with your with tanya so is she wearing the employee hat or the wife hat yes yeah, from <laughs> from nine to five she wears both and from the rest of the time she wears both <laughs> so, because she listens to the show occasionally so i've got to say it that there way. you go what a smart guy uh, what a put smart me guy. on the spot there i know go. absolutely 
This is the financial answer with Nathan O'Brien, 855-51-COACH. Telling it like it is here in the Hub City. Uh, one of the reasons I love doing the show with Nathan each and every week. You know, I talk to people all across the country. Uh, I talk on the radio a lot, all different kinds of markets and stuff. And this is truly one of my favorite shows uh, because I really just enjoy talking with Nathan and how he uh, really kind of approaches things. So if you've got questions or concerns, he'll tell it to you like it is. He's straightforward, no bones about it. 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. I got several more I want to do here, so uh, we'll come back on the other side, Nathan, and we'll do some more uh, here in just a minute on agree or disagree. But again, reach out to him if you'd like to uh, take advantage of the situation, get yourself on the calendar, talk about that financial MRI, or just get that investor awareness guide in the toolkit by calling 855-51-COACH. Let Tanya know that you would like to get uh, set up for that. She'll be happy to take care of that for you and maybe even give Nathan a hard time along the way. 855-51-COACH. We'll be right back. Planning for retirement shouldn't be a mystery. So why is it easy to get bogged down with financial terms and advisors who try to offer you a sales pitch? At O'Brien & Associates, Nathan O'Brien takes pride in looking after his clients' best interests. He strives to educate you about the financial world and wants to build a plan to help you thrive for the rest of your life. Schedule a complimentary review of your situation with the experts at O'Brien & Associates by calling 855-51-COACH. That's 855-512-6224. Call now. 855-51-COACH. Sure, you could eat hamburgers and hot dogs every day. But is that really what's best for you? What about your financial health? Is it really best to work with an advisor that can only offer you one or two products? Of course not. So keep listening to The Financial Answer to hear what it's like to work with an advisor who puts your financial health above all else. Well, you're back here with us on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien of O'Brien & Associates. I'm going to have the producers play like a little flying airplane sound right about here somewhere <laughs> because Nathan is going flying today. He's taking flying lessons, and uh, today he gets – now, you're not soloing. You're just going no, – but you get to hold, you get to no, hold the, right. the controls today. That's right. Yeah, I get to get to handle the plane myself with the instructor right beside me. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. That's so. pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, so I'm curious to see. I always wanted to do it. My wife is totally against me flying. Uh, and it's funny, you know, Nathan knows I'm a musician as well. Uh, I'm, and I guess technically I'm a professional musician as well. So yeah, she yeah. gives me the, 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 the comment that too many musicians die in small airplanes. And so therefore she won't let me <laughs> do it. Got a, she's got a point. She's got yeah. a point. So, but, so, I won't tell her that so you can maybe get a yeah, chance. Yeah, I'm, working, I'm day, working on her. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm, I'm envious of you. So uh, next week on yeah. the show we'll have to talk with him about oh, how it went. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm see excited. how things are. But uh, we're going to get back to our agree or disagree here on the financial answer. That's why you're here is financial stuff. We're talking about, uh, well, basically, I'm just asking him some basic statements and getting his viewpoint on some things that we get from you really in the email questions over the last you know year or so. We kind of do a lot of different compiling of different information that we get in and we hang on to it till a certain point where we say, okay, uh, based on, you know, the la- it's almost, I don't know, I feel like almost like family feud. The last hundred <laughs> people surveyed, even though we don't right. survey them, it's things they write right. in, say this or that or the other. And of right. course, we never, you know, we never uh, talk about anything too personal. Personal. We just kind of keep it general so that people can kind of see whether or not it relates to their own scenarios or not. Uh, to get specific into the nitty gritties, you got to come in and have a one-on-one consultation with Nathan or talk to him at his class or something like that. 855-51-COACH. That's your number to call to do that. But 
Now, Nathan, I'm going to use the A word on the radio and uh, and get myself in trouble. Easy, but it's 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 not what you might think when I just said it. It, it might be what you think, Nathan, but not the listeners. <laughs> no. Annuities. Yeah, it, that's, that's right. That is the A word. That's Annuity. Right. Agree or disagree, my friend? Annuities are a ripoff. Yeah, I, I would say that I disagree with that. Okay. I, you know, they are oversold. Okay, that's that's the problem that we have is they are oversold, but annuities can be good. I mean, they they can fit your situation. Uh, the problem is they pay so much to the advisor that you know in commissions or you know in fees and things that are inside of those that that and incentives as well to, right. for trips and bonuses and all of this. So annuities are definitely oversold, but they do fit in some situations. So. You know, if your advisor starts talking about an annuity in the first five minutes of the conversation, <laughs> that's probably a key that you need to run. So, okay? so but if you get, if you've, oh, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, if you've had, you know, if you've had three or four meetings with them and uh, an annuity may fit in that situation, then I think the advisor is going to show you that. And if if they are a fee only advisor, they'll tell you, you know, this is fee only. It doesn't have a commission. If they're not a fee only advisor, if they're a registered investment advisor, they should tell you what commission they are making on that. So, you know, I mean, it, annuities pay anywhere from 2% commission uh, to 12% commission. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I mean, if you invest a hundred thousand and it pays the advisor 7%, that's $7,000. That's an incentive for them to sell you that. Okay. Sure. So be aware of that, understand that. And, and, you know, before you buy an annuity, make sure that it's actually what you need. Give was, a second. Opinion. I was going to say the caveat yeah. being that they can be useful and Absolutely. they can, they can yeah. be a good tool uh, right. for a retirement plan, but it just has to be the right tool for the right person. Right. I mean, you know, inst instead of it, typically what I see, I had a lady come in the other day sure. um, and she was uh, she was uh, part of the Dave Ramsey. She, you know, Dave sends us leads sure, on a Smart right. uh -huh. Pro. So he sends people that call into the Dave Ramsey program that want a Smart Vester, you know, to work with them. And so I was sitting down talking with her and 10 minutes into the conversation, she said, Nathan, she said, I've got to tell you, I've talked to other Smart Vesters around and she said, within the first 10 minutes, they were all trying to sell me an annuity. Oh, wow. And she said, you're the only one that hasn't, and I'm going to work with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I mean, that's that's big. And advisors need to be careful about getting focused on that one product or something. It's well, you know, we're maybe, there maybe, to help. Maybe it just becomes easy. Does it just become kind of it like... Does. Yeah, it does. Because, yeah, I, uh, you know, yeah. variable annuities have... You can invest in the market and still have some safety built in through insurance right. guarantees and things like that. So it's an easy conversation. It's an easy way to make a lot of money. And so it is something that is pushed a lot. And, and um, you know, it's something that I think by far is way oversold. Uh, people do need them. Okay. So if you've got an annuity, don't panic that you've bought one. But oh, of you course know, not. No. Make sure, Again, they yeah. can be a very great, a very fantastic tool. They can. Right? Yeah. They can. But just make sure that it's what you need and it fits your situation. Well, it's kind of, as with like, all investment, as with all investment, it's yeah. gotta be, yeah, it sounds like going to the doctor. Cause a lot of, sometimes it's just overdone. Like your doctor's just at that point <laughs> of the day, he's like, so what's going on? Okay. Here, here's a prescription, you yeah. know? And it's like, well, maybe you didn't really yeah. need the prescription, but he gave it right. to you anyway. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of so. keep that thing in mind. So a little, again, we're being kind of a hot button, hot topic, controversial, <laughs> if you will, here today on the show. 
Uh, Nathan's uh, hitting us with a few interesting things. And hey, again, it's your money, so you need to, yeah, you I was need to have say, these serious it, conversations yeah. with an advisor. Yeah. I mean, this is this is your future. Yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, there's you just don't go with the square peg and the round hole no. approach. That's right. If you if if the if the square peg is going in the square hole and it's the right thing, then great. It might be because there's so many tools, right? There's so many financial vehicles. Uh, I don't know that any one necessarily is bad versus another. It's just, is it the right one for the person? That's right. There is no one solution for everyone. There's no bad solution for everyone. So, you know, it just, it's just what fits your needs, what you're trying to accomplish and make sure your advisor can do more than just sell you an annuity or sell you a mutual fund. All right. Well, they're Uh, good stuff. This is the financial answer. We're playing agree or disagree. So I've been pretty interested with your responses today. So here's another one for you. You shall be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, so it's best to contribute taxes now and pay them later. Yeah, so, you know, that uh, the tax reform that we just had this year right. kind of shot that in the foot, didn't it? So, a little bit. Yeah, yeah so, uh, you know, it. you don't know. We don't know what tax rates are going to be in the future. So the best idea is to have different buckets to draw from. Have some Roth accounts. Have some taxable buckets. Have, uh, you know, and that can be IRAs and, and individual accounts and different things there. Have different buckets to draw from depending on whatever happens with tax rates in the future because we don't know we don't no. know what they're going to be we can assume that tax rates are going to go up but we don't know that you right. know for certain and so having different buckets is important well let me ask you then so we have had a lot of people i'm going to veer off for just a second yeah because the tax rates are what they are right now okay. say yeah. i, I want to convert to a roth because i'd rather pay the stuff mm. now while i know it's quote unquote low yeah yeah, so uh, there's there are some disadvantages to that. I mean, I was reading a great article the other day by uh, Ed Slot. He's well known throughout the in- investment industry. He's a CPA and he does a lot of uh, tax seminars and tax courses just to help us as advisors learn more about this kind of stuff and and you know give good advice to our clients and. He was talking about a lot of the disadvantages to uh, Roths and a Roth conversion. And so, you know, there's a lot of things. One of the laws that was actually changed for the 2018 tax reform that we just had was you cannot have a do-over with a Roth conversion. You know, historically, Mark, if you if you converted your 401k or IRA over to a Roth and the tax bill was, you know, $48 million. So when you got, <laughs> when you got to your accountant, you could say, wait, I'm going to, I'm going to redo that. Well, you can't do that anymore. There's no redo anymore, do over anymore with uh with a Roth conversion. So you've got to be careful. You've got to make sure you dot all of your I's and, and cross all of your T's with that. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put uh, in my newsletter this week and uh, I'll send that out, typically send those out on Friday morning. But in my newsletter, I'll, I'll put a link to Ed Slot's article about those Roth conversions. Okay. And that'll be that'll be good and be something that uh, you can listen to if you want. Just go to our website if you want to get the newsletter, uh, investorcoach.net. We'll be glad to send it out to you. And again, that's InvestorCoach.net if you'd like to get on with the newsletter as well, InvestorCoach.net. And uh, final agree or disagree and final uh, question here on the program this week, Nathan. You should start your Social Security as early as possible to make sure you get your money 
out of that system. Agree <laughs> or disagree? I disagree 100% with okay. that. So, right. yeah, I mean, it may make sense for you. I do hear that all the time, Mark. That's a that's Well, a we're just like, question. it's going to collapse. Give it to me that's now. Right. That's right. Yeah. So it is. It's like 77% funded. You know, it yeah. tells you that on your Social Security yeah. statement. But, um, you know, they're going to do something. They're going to have to do something uh, to fix that program. But, no, I mean, don't make a knee-jerk decision based on just that fear you know it may make sense for you to start drawing social security at 62 right. but it may be better for you to wait till 66 and eight months depending on you know whenever your full retirement is and so for me and you mark at 67 so right. you know we we can draw a full retirement at that point and sometimes it's even better to wait until 70 if you have longevity in your family there's there's a lot of different things that you need to factor in um, with this. And I would suggest, you know, talk to your advisor, get a social security maximization run for what you're trying to accomplish. We offer that to our clients. We can do that for you if your advisor can't do that for you. So um, it's something that, you know, we can just help look at your situation, look at your plan, see what you can accomplish and when the best time exactly is to take social security for what you need to do. Let the math decide versus. Yeah, that's right. Math know. is easy. And the numbers, that's one thing my numbers accountant don't lie. always tells me. Yeah. The numbers don't lie. Yeah. It always works out. And then if you need yeah. to factor in a motion, that's understandable. You know, right. there may be something, uh, a mm -hmm. pressing issue where you say, no, I, you yeah, know what? The numbers right. say I got to wait or I need to wait, but I really got to do it now. That's then that's understandable. Because again, like we said earlier, at the end of the day, it's your money, but that's what you're there for is to provide the information. Yes, you could take it now. I recommend mm -hmm. that you wait. Whatever the scenario may be, and but a lot of times, do what you do. Yeah, a lot of times, Mark, people think if they retire at sixty that they go need to go ahead and start taking Social Security at sixty-two, but that's not the case. A lot of times, so yeah, yeah you're going to have heavier distributions off of your portfolio during that, you know time frame from until you're whatever 67 whenever it's perfect for you right but whenever you decide to take it but um you know a lot of people make the mistake and say well since i'm you know retired already i'm going to go ahead and take it that a lot of times does not work out in your favor and it's not the best thing for you to do so just have this conversation with your advisor it is a big one and it's important can make a impact right over your retirement uh if you do it the right way well, let's finish off the show real fast. If you'd like to get a, take advantage of the MRI, since Nathan mentioned it again, the financial MRI, let me see, let me the financial <laughs> MRI, right. uh, you can get the kind of the risk analysis done and the social security maximization, all that's part of it. Yes, that's okay. right. Okay. It is. Yeah. And so, you know, that's going to be something that I do charge to sure. do yeah. the MRI. It is, it is a fee there, but uh, I mean, there's a ton of information that we will provide to you and you will, I've never had someone do that information and think that it wasn't worth it. So right. um, it's fantastic. We'll be glad to go through everything with you and make sure that you know what's happening and that you're on track and making the right decisions. Okay. Well, you can do that by calling 855-51-COACH, but if you would like to get started with the Retirement Rescue Toolkit, that's a great way there is no charge for that he can send that out to you a lot of good things in there you can read it's a toolkit full of uh, information books reports investor awareness guide cd things of that nature just call 855-51-COACH and say i'd like to have one sent to me leave your name and phone number and they will get it out to you asap this has been the financial answer with nathan o'brien mark killian riding alongside as always nathan thanks for your time good luck with your flight today i hope you have thank a lot you. of fun yeah thank you thank you i'll uh, i'll send you a picture from all right 2000 
feet maybe. from space. <laughs> Hope everyone enjoys uh, their weekend. <laughs> I, I should I should do like you remember the old Muppets thing, you know, the pigs in space. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be That's Nathan right. in space. There we yeah. go. No, I hope not. <laughs> you <laughs> folks had a great weekend. You're going the wrong way. Yeah, uh, your 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 altitude, your altimeter is off if you're going That's that right. way. So yeah. <laughs> you folks have a great week and uh, thanks for listening to the Financial Answer. We'll talk to you next time right here. Eight five five fifty one Coach. Bye bye.